Pilbury. Hello, everyone. Today is Wednesday, December 2nd. This is Deneen Wolford, Public Affairs Director for the Diablo Service Area. With me today from the Diablo Area Executive Leadership Team are Marty Ardron, Senior Vice President and Area Manager, Dr. Kren Gruyon and Dr. Sharon Mowat, Physicians-in-Chief, and Lindsay Dix, our Medical Group Administrator. After more than 70 COVID-19 update calls, we decided to take a break back in October when things had settled down a bit. Now that we are in the third COVID-19 surge, our executive leaders thought it was a good time to get the COVID-19 updates going again so we can keep you updated on Kaiser Permanente's response and readiness. A new update will be available each week as long as is needed during the pandemic. We've moved to a podcast platform to provide you with the flexibility to listen to the COVID-19 updates when and where it is most convenient for you. And you can access the podcasts from the Diablo web or any mobile device using the link poweredbypeople.buzzsprout.com. Our text line is still open for you to submit questions, so please text us at any time to 925-338-9557, and we will answer your questions on upcoming COVID-19 update podcasts. Now, we'll get started with Marty. Thanks, Deneen. Hi, everyone. It's Marty Ardron, Senior Vice President and Area Manager for the Diablo Service Area. I'm happy to be on this podcast uh, with you all today. Before we get started with the COVID update, I want to take a moment to make sure you're aware of my latest news. Last week, I announced that I've accepted the position of Senior Vice President of Health Plan and Hospital Operations for the Northern California region and will be transitioning out of the Diablo service area in mid-December. During my time here, I've gotten to know and love you, the people who make up Diablo. Your energy, spirit, heart, and excellence have made a lasting impression on me, and your leadership inspires me to continue work, working to make Kaiser Permanente the very best place to work and the best place to get care. As I transition out of my role here, an excellent leader has been tapped to take my place in the DSA. Chris Boyd, Senior Vice President and Area Manager for the Santa Clara Service Area, has been chosen to be my replacement. Chris has solid, solid experience and is looking forward to working with you all, and uh, I could not uh, recommend him more highly uh, for the role. So thank you, Dr. Grion, Dr. Moat, and Lindsay for your incredible partnership this year. It's truly been a year of challenges, but we faced them together, and I'm confident that Diablo remains in excellent hands with the three of you and Chris. Now let's move forward into the latest news on COVID-19. First, I'll start by providing you with what the landscape currently looks like. Nationally, the number of people testing positive for COVID-19 uh, is increasing exponentially. Before Thanksgiving week, the U.S. recorded over 1 million cases over the previous seven days, bringing the U.S. total to over 12 million. Also, the number of people requiring hospitalizations has increased 21% in the past week and 67% since November 1st. Over 80,000 Americans are in the hospital with COVID-19. To give you a sense of how the case increases 
are affecting Kaiser Permanente in California. In just seven days' time, we have identified more than 17,000 new cases, and we have surpassed our previous surge peak. In the Diablo service area, we've seen an increase in COVID-19 cases as well, uh, and our hospitalizations in Antioch and Walnut Creek have also increased. Uh, the positivity rate uh, for cases is up to 6.5%. That's up from 3%. Uh, uh, 30 days ago. Uh, the hospital admit rate, however, has been steady right around 2%. Uh, it's important to note that the incident rates of infection are highest in the 20 to 39 age range, while the highest hospitalization rate is in folks over 60 years of age. Kind of the important thing to consider is uh, that's why it's uh, so uh, vital that we limit uh, the uh, gathering uh, that is uh, unnecessary that could potentially uh, transmit infection to uh, those most vulnerable or elderly population uh, from those that are infected but maybe not at the highest uh, risk for, uh, for serious disease. Uh, last week, um, We've seen uh, a, uh, a significant uptick in the COVID population in our medical centers. And over the last 30 days, we've seen an increase of about 13 patients per day in Walnut Creek and about 12 patients per day increase in Antioch Medical Center. Earlier this week, Governor Gavin Newsom and Health and Human Sec uh, Service Agency Secretary Dr. Mark Gailey stated that uh, due to the concerning rates of increasing hospitalizations and ICU admissions throughout the state, many California regions may be forced into a stay-at-home order in the coming days. In preparation for looming stay-at-home orders, the governor announced that with input from legislative leaders, a new set of aid, tax relief, and other benefits is being made available for small businesses. Those new benefits can be found on covid19.ca.gov. In light of this news, we want to reassure you that Kaiser Permanente is ready. We are all better prepared as a result of our experiences. And since February, we have continued to learn about and advance our preparedness for COVID-19. There are many more treatments available. Also, we've been able to build up our PPE supplies, increase testing capacity, and expand space and equipment. We're uh, con contributing to California's roadmap for reopening the state. This includes increased hospital capacity to address a surge of 35% above normal capacity. The people of Kaiser Permanente have quickly learned what it takes to battle this virus. Using these lessons, we are expertly uh, treating patients who have the virus while safely caring for patients with other conditions as well. And we're also working to make sure that our workforce stays safe. And now, I'll turn it over to Dr. Grion to talk more about our continued readiness and new treatments available. Thanks, Marty. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Ken Grion. Before I speak about COVID, I just wanted to say, Marty, how much we've enjoyed really working with you over the last year. It's been a true pr uh, privilege, and uh, you're an excellent leader. We're really sorry to see you go, and we know we wish you luck in your new role, and we look forward to working with you in that role. So thank you very much. Well, welcome back to our COVID-19 updates, and we hope you enjoy the new podcast format and the ease of use. We are happy to have this new venue to stay connected with all of you. 
As Marty mentioned, COVID-19 is widespread in our communities, but we are well prepared to handle this newest surge in cases. In addition to increasing our hospital capacity, we are also taking action to address staffing challenges. As part of our annual winter planning, we increased staffing to respond to the impact of seasonal flu, and this year to COVID-19. We've also trained for all aspects of prevention, treatment, and recovery. One of Kaiser Permanente's advantages as a fully integrated healthcare system is that we can get people and resources to where they are most needed. Our approach allows us to meet the needs of our patients across our many Kaiser Permanente medical centers by leveraging the potential of acting as one true system. And we've done this many times by moving nurses and physicians and staff to the places we need them the most. Another part of our COVID-19 surge preparedness includes maintaining inventories of personal protective equipment or PPE and supplies. Kaiser Permanente has inventories of PPE so we have the protection needed to provide the right care. We remain vigilant in maintaining an adequate amount of equipment and working with our supply chain to ensure that we have what is needed for caregiving, testing, treatment, and disinfecting. We've known for many months now that we should expect a surge in the winter, so we have prepared nationally, regionally, and locally since early March. This has enabled us to make daily, sometimes hourly adjustments to space, supplies, and staffing. We've come a long way since earlier this year when COVID-19 first arrived in this country, and we've learned a lot of how to take care of patients and mitigate issues. We've learned how to mitigate the spread of the virus and prepare for what's to come, and also how to treat patients while they're in the hospital, and actually even how to treat patients when they've just been diagnosed before hospitalization. One example, is a therapeutic called bamlanivimab, or BAM for short, which is a monoclonal antibody that we give to newly diagnosed COVID patients who are in high risk for proceeding to hospitalization. In fact, today in the Diablo service area, we've just given this monoclonal antibody infusion to the first two patients down in Dublin. Now, this medication is in relatively short supply, so we have a complex way, and complex, fair, and transparent way of figuring out who is a right for this medication and distributing it in an equitable fashion. So I'm proud to say that we first started this and hopefully should decrease hospitalization for our most high-risk patients. It's really been a struggle for all of us to deal with this pandemic. I know it has been for me and my family and for many people I know. I know many of us have watched the news closely to learn about the latest updates of, about the COVID-19 vaccine. Well, I'm happy to say that earlier this week, Governor Newsom announced the state of California will receive approximately 327,000 doses of the Pfizer vaccine by mid-December, with second doses expected three weeks after that. His Vaccine Drafting Guidelines workgroup has been holding public meetings and receiving input from the Community Advisory Committee, along with members of Kaiser Permanente, a lot of our experts, and will outline how those first doses will be distributed. So more to come on this. And now I'll hand it over to Dr. Mowat. Thanks, Dr. Guyan. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Sharon Mowat. Yes, the topic of the COVID-19 vaccine is of high interest to many people. So I thought it would be helpful to provide everyone with a little more information. Since March, Kaiser Permanente has participated in phase three trials for the Moderna vaccine and the vaccine developed by Pfizer and BioNTech with three different KP research organizations involved in the latter. 
Both trials have reported more than 90% efficacy according to preliminary results, giving us great hope that the, these critical defenses against the novel coronavirus will help bring an end to the pandemic. The most promising news of the vaccines is their high efficacy rates. The, effi the efficacy level is as high as 94.5% for a COVID-19 vaccine and is truly remarkable and much better than we hoped. So what do we know about the vaccine results? The results from both trials are statistically significant, meaning the researchers are confident that the efficacy rates won't change as the studies continue. In addition to the high efficacy rates, both vaccines appear to be safe and well-tolerated with few side effects, which I'm sure a lot of people are concerned about. In fact, the side effects are basically fatigue and a little muscle aches. So not bad at all, even better than the flu vaccine. These vaccine trials have been done with participants 18 and older, but research is expanding to include adolescents. A clinical trial led by the KP Division of Research in Northern California has begun administering the Pfizer vaccine to teens ages 16 and 17, and it will soon be given to youth ages 12 to 15. You might also be wondering exactly how the vaccines work. Both vaccines include synthetic messenger RNA, or mRNA for short which provides cells with a recipe to make the virus's spike protein. The spike protein stimulates the immune system, allowing a faster response to stop the virus from multiplying after infection. If cleared for use, there will be the first vaccines approved by the Food and Drug Administration that use this mRNA technology. So what's next? Pfizer has already submitted its findings to the Food and Drug Administration to obtain EUA or emergency use authorization, which would allow the vaccine to be approved for use quickly, and Moderna applied for the EUA earlier this week. When a COVID-19 vaccine receives EUA, the KP Interregional Infectious Diseases Expert Group, in collaboration with KP vaccine experts and other key stakeholders, will independently review the available research data and assess the appropriateness for its use in our care environment. So it's like a double, triple, quadruple check to make sure it's safe for all of us. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention will oversee the allocation of COVID-19 vaccine distribution in the United States and issue guidelines for prioritizing populations that should receive the vaccine first. And as we heard from Dr. Guryan, California will be receiving an allotment of the Pfizer vaccine in the coming weeks. There will be limited supply with the vaccines first become available. While not confirmed, we anticipate the frontline healthcare professionals will be prioritized for getting the vaccine. We're committed to continuing to educate our members, workforce, and communities about the safety and, uh, and effectiveness of that vaccine. Because if you don't get the vaccine, it's not gonna work. Not having a vaccine just doesn't count. Until a vaccine is available to everyone and broadly administered, will continue to remind our members and the people in our communities that the best way to protect themselves is to stay at home, avoid unnecessary travel and in-person gatherings, wear masks, and stay at least six feet apart from others. And of course, practice frequent hand washing. 
As we await further news on the COVID-19 vaccines, we all can take pride in the role Kaiser Permanente has played in the process. It has been incredibly inspiring to see how many people have come together in this historic effort to bring the COVID-19 pandemic to an end. And as we await the vaccine, the most important step we can take is to find the resolve within us. Through our 75-year history, the people of Kaiser Permanente have responded to adversity through an approach best summarized by one word, resolve. Our strong commitment to help each other and our patients has given us the optimism to forge through some of the most difficult times our nation has faced. And with that, I'll hand it over to Lindsay. Thanks. Thanks, Dr. Mowat, and thanks for sharing that great information. Hello, everyone. This is Lindsay Dix. Thank you again for joining us on our first podcast. Though the number of people with COVID-19 is on the rise, we are in turn rising to the challenge to care for every one of them today. After nearly nine months, we are all understandably wary. Yet, we can see some light at the end of this long, dark tunnel with new ways to treat the virus and the exciting news about COVID-19 vaccines on the horizon. We are prepared, but we need your help. Our collective vigilance is crucial. It is so important that we all follow safety measures to, to prevent the spread and to care for ourselves and others mentally, physically, and for the months ahead until the vaccine is widely adopted. I'd like to take a few moments <clears throat> and talk about how we can stay safe, especially during the upcoming holiday season. When you're at work, please make sure to adhere to all safety guidance. Let's continue to wear the right masks and PPE, maintain physical distance, wash your hands frequently, and avoid gatherings and travel. Especially in break rooms, the one area at work that we suffer the most potential for spread is when we're eating. When people take the masks off and they usually like to gather together with their friends, and that is the most vulnerable time for the spread of this virus. So please keep that in mind and practice safe distancing while eating. And when you're out getting groceries, picking up presents, or doing errands out in the community, please make sure to continue the same safe measures and model these safe behaviors to others. To help further reinforce healthy practices at work, we will be implementing a new safety protocol with a soft launch in the DSA starting on Monday, December 7th. This protocol is a COVID-19 symptom self-check that you must do before coming to work and an ID badge swipe when you do get to work. The pandemic has caused all of us to think more carefully about our health on a daily basis and make sure we don't come to work when sick, even when we have new, minor, or unexpected symptoms like a cough or a sore throat. We know everyone has been taking this very seriously. Now it has been put into workplace practice. Check with your manager about the required one-time training to be completed by this Friday, December 6th, if you haven't already completed it. I think about 60% of our staff have already completed it, so thank you for those who have done that. Temperature checks will still be in place at our public-facing buildings and other locations where physical temperature checking is required. Please be sure to go through the single point of entry to get your temperature checked. Thank you for doing your part in keeping everyone healthy while we navigate this challenging time together. Lastly, we want to express our heartfelt gratitude to each of you for the tremendous work you have done and continue to do during the COVID-19 pandemic. We know how important it is to connect with family and friends, especially during the holidays. We encourage you to do so safely by limiting gatherings and finding new and innovative ways to connect virtually. 
I connect with my family on uh, Zoom once a week in, in Australia and South Africa. So it's something that's worked out well for us. While times are challenging, we will reclaim all the best parts of our world. It will happen because of you, the finest team in healthcare. We are honored to work alongside you to care for our members, patients, and our communities. And now I'll hand it over to Janine to close today's podcast. Thank you, Dr. Grillon, Dr. Moat, and Marty and Lindsay. It's good to be back on these COVID-19 updates with you, and we hope everyone enjoys the new podcast format. We have one shout-out for tonight. A great shout-out to all ambassadors and everyone helping to keep employees, members, and their families safe, especially those at Shadelands when the March Madness began. Shadelands stood tall, marching to madness and the unknown of COVID-19. In recognition and appreciation to all who stood tall during this pandemic, while a nation was frantic and complained, the ambassadors stood with an indescribable bravery and strength. The ambassadors also worried for the safety of themselves, their families, members, and employees. Together we were one and strong. Thank you for protecting us all. So thank you to the person that, that submitted that shout out. And remember to all, the text line is open at any time for your questions and shout outs at 925-338-9557. The COVID-19 resources page is also still active on the Diablo web for helpful COVID-related inform information. Thank you for listening and have a great day.